the possibilities of breakthrough on every level. Every single level, Father. We declare in this atmosphere, it doesn't matter how high we've gotten or how low things are. But you have a plan for every level to have a breakthrough moment. And we declare that in this atmosphere today. We speak this into the lives of the men and those listening right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, we declare it in this place today. Come on, just latch on, man. I don't know what it is that you want to break through, but it's time for another level. And we declare it in this time today. Hallelujah. 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 
Thank him that you have answers. Thank him that you know his word. Thank him in this place. Lord, we declare that our families are blessed because of your word. That you've given us the blessing and it belongs to your children. Sing this song together and just declare it over your family. Declare it over your family. And if you don't have a family as yet, you're speaking into your future. You're speaking from where you stand into the future. If your family's all messed up, you're speaking things that are not as though they are. We worship you in this house, God. It is a day of breakthrough. It is a day of taking out the crushed stones that have been left behind in our lives that we keep hitting ourselves on. Lord, it's a day to crush it and to take it out in Jesus' name. Lord, turn his face. 
Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on, breakthrough means a breakthrough praise. We need to honor God and bless Him. We need to come out of our religious self and begin to praise God with all of our heart, with all of our might, with all of our strength in the name of Jesus. some religious exercise today. We are here to tap into the power of God that has been made available to us by His grace. Hallelujah. Oh, just, just give God some praise one more time. Praise Him like this is your last moment. Praise Him with everything in you. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we love you. Just be beginning to declare who He is and what He's done for you. everybody to close your eyes. Musicians and everything, just keep playing. And I just want you to say these two words. Yes, Lord. Say it one more time. Yes, Lord. Whatever he asks, whatever he wants, our response should be yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad he said yes to us? Hallelujah. There was no one else qualified to get up on that cross and shed the blood to redeem humanity. There was one. His name is Jesus. And he did it willingly. He did it joyfully. He did it. Hallelujah. He finished it. Glory to God. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. Hallelujah. All of heaven's goodness is available to you. Heaven's power is available to you. Hallelujah. Lord, we welcome you here. We thank you for these men who have come. And they're ready to receive from you, Lord, what you have for them. And Lord, we thank you that you speak to us.
Oh, I love you with an everlasting love. And my desire for each and every one of you is to be free indeed. Everything I've done, I've done to make you free indeed. And I've put my spirit in your midst. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Walk in that freedom. Live in that liberty. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Well, you may have your seats. Glory to God. If you need to adjust your seats to... uh, Get a good view, that's fine. Go ahead and do that. This is our Barnabas group, and today it's a breakthrough breakfast. Our Barnabas meets every month, usually the last Saturday of every month, and it's normally at 8.30, and this is a special day because God, God created this special moment for you. And uh, you're here by design, not by coincidence. However you got here, it doesn't matter. You're here. Amen? Are you here? Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the last Saturday in June, we'll have our regular time, 8.30 a.m., and it'll be our regular format. And then uh, I want you to make plans in the last Friday and Saturday of October, we're going to have our men's conference. It's called an Everyday Hero Conference, and uh, we're going to have a special guest. His name is John George. He's the brother of Willie George. I don't know if you've ever heard of Willie George or Gospel Bill. Well, it's his brother. Uh, Willie George started a church in Tulsa called Church on the Move, and uh, John George, he's an evangelist from Texas, and uh, I felt like he needed to be here, and then I saw him um, at... Uh, uh, it was Winter Bible Seminar, and uh, got to talk to him, and so he's going to be our guest for our men's conference, and we're going to have a great time. But that's the last weekend in October. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, you guys had some good food? All right. Glad you're here this morning. I'm not going to keep you too long, but we, we're going to have some breakthrough this morning. Amen? You're here for a purpose. And uh, I wrote this yesterday. We have gathered here today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He has promised that where two or three are gathered in his name, he's here. So guess what? He's here. Because you're here, he's here. Amen? And he, he didn't just come to take up a chair. He didn't just come to walk around the building. He came to do something in you. Something for you. Amen? Hallelujah. He came here to give you a breakthrough. Well, you say, well, I'm doing pretty good. Well, how about better? Amen? If you're doing good, that's great, but we could do better. Amen? You know, the thing about God, he's always in the increase. Right? God is never stagnant. He's always moving. You know, when, when he says, when we start producing fruit, what does he do? He prunes us to, to what? Produce more fruit. Right? 
Our fruit production should never stop in our lives. Okay? And uh, everyone here today can have a breakthrough. Everybody say everyone. everyone. Say, I can have a breakthrough. Yeah, whether it's healing, finances, strength, uh, relationships, doesn't matter the area. Amen? And uh, glory to God. God wants us to take ground and he wants us to go beyond the normal mark. Amen? We have the anointing. We have the word of God. We have the name that's above every other name. We have an arsenal called weapons of warfare that we have been equipped with. Amen? We have the blood of Jesus. I want to read some... Uh, oh, this is uh, Napoleon Hill said this. See, uh, effort only fully releases its reward after a person refuses to quit. How many people are refusing to quit? No matter what you're facing, no matter what's happening, you've you got to make a decision, I refuse to quit. And when you make that decision, God will see you through. All right? Because a breakthrough is, it's a sudden epiphany. It's, it's a resolution of an ongoing issue or struggle. It's a, uh, Breakthrough includes salvation, an answer to prayer, a revelation, victory over sin, and it comes through perseverance and endurance. All right? Not quitting and clinging to God. Clinging to God. Okay? Think about these for a minute. These are just some natural examples. Okay? How many know Abraham Lincoln? Right? President of the United States. But did you know, he's, you know, Lincoln had his share of uh, obstacles in his life, okay? Check this out. In his youth, he went to war as a captain and returned as a private. That's a demotion. He went as a captain and returned. That's, he got demoted, right? That's not good. And uh, he started he started numerous businesses that failed. He went bankrupt twice. He was defeated in twenty six of the campaigns that he ran for public office. And while President Lincoln's personal story didn't have a happy ending, his presidency changed the course of history for the United States. Amen. How many know Beethoven, right? Famous composer, right? Did you know that he was deaf? Think about that. He, uh, he had some struggles. In his formative years, he was incredibly awkward on the violin and often so busy working on his own compositions that he neglected to practice. Of course, being born at a time where authorities had zero empathy, even for children, his music teacher said that he was too stupid to be a music composer. Think about that. <laughs> Yet in spite of the contempt and criticism, 
and becoming deaf in his later years, Beethoven wrote sweeping and epic compositions, the likes of which have become an indelible part of human history and culture. Amen? He was deaf and still composed music. How about Michael Jordan? Great basketball player, right? In 10 years, led the Bulls to six championships in the 90s. And, uh, but listen to this. He was cut from his high school basketball team. He, uh, he didn't let that setback stop him from playing the game. He also once stated, this is what Michael Jordan stated, I have missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. On 26 occasions, I've been entrusted to take the game-winning shot, and I missed. I have failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Someone who refuses to quit, refuses to give up. Okay? How about Fred Astaire? Dancer, singer, actor, I'm singing in the rain. Right? Listen to this. In his first screen test, the testing director of MGM made the following notes about Fred Astaire. Can't act, can't sing, slightly bald. Not handsome, can dance a little. The first time I read this, I literally snort laughed because this is someone who wrote the article. Because Fred Astaire was immortalized as an incredibly successful actor, singer, and dancer. Amen? How about Steven Spielberg? Famous director, right? Directed uh, E.T., Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park. And, uh, but check this out. He was rejected from the USC School of Theater of Film. And television three times. Think about that. Spielberg eventually got into another college only to drop out before finishing his degree so that he could pursue his career, his chosen craft. 35 years later, in 2002, he returned to school to complete his BA degree. His final film project must have been a masterpiece. He couldn't get into, the most prolific director couldn't get into film school. Okay? And then, USC awarded him an honorary degree, and then he became a trustee of the university. Think about that. How about Sylvester Stallone? Rocky, you're Adrian. Right? Complications his mother suffered during labor, forced her obstetricians to use two pairs of forceps during his birth. Misuse of these accidentally severed a nerve and caused paralysis in part of Stallone's face. As a result, the lower left side of his face is paralyzed. That's why he always looks like he has a scowl on his face. All right? Including parts of his lip, tongue, and chin. An accident which has given Stallone a snarling look and slightly slurred speech. Iconic actor, one of the most successful actors, wrote and starred in three Oscar-winning uh, 
movies, which be, and Rocky, which became a franchise, John Rambo, and uh, he got the Philadelphia Art Museum named after him. Amen? And that's just in the natural. Imagine the spiritual. All right? How many know the story of Samson? Samson was called to be a judge of Israel. And he was anointed with strength. Now, I've heard people say that Samson was an ordinary looking man because it's when the Spirit of the Lord would come upon him, that's when he would do great feats of strength. And uh, his, an angel appeared to his mother to tell her of uh, what her son was going to be and what he was going to do. And she went and got her husband, and then the angel appeared to them, and uh, Samson was born, and uh, he was a judge in Israel, Judges 14, 15, and 16. And, um, you know, Samson did great feats of strength. He, he uh, killed a thousand people with the jawbone of a donkey. Uh, he collected 300 foxes and tied their tails together and set them on fire. He picked up the gates of the city and walked off with them. That's the, the, the cement columns and the iron bars. He just put them on his shoulder and walked off with them, right? But he had a problem. You know, he, he, he had a problem with lust in women, and uh, that got him in trouble. It eventually led him to Delilah, which uh, sweet-talked him into getting his hair cut. See, now Samson had a Nazarite vow, and... Uh, the vow was you're supposed to not cut your hair, you're supposed to not touch anything that was dead, right? And you're not supposed to drink anything from the vine, strong drink or wine or anything, all right? And when he cut his hair, he broke his vow, and he lost his strength, all right? And we know what happened. He got his eyes gouged out, right? And they put Samson on the grinding wheel. Now, many people would think, oh, Samson's done, Right? He's not going to make a difference in his life. Now, here's this blind man who had sinned. He lost his sight. He lost his eyes. And he's, he's attached to this grinding wheel. Right? And he's pushing this thing. And people are watching it like a show. Okay? They're watching Samson. But you know what? Samson wasn't done. Maybe some of you feel like you're at that grinding wheel. Maybe you feel like you're going around in circles. And there's no hope, and all hope is lost, right? But there was Samson. He was grinding. But you know what he did? He did one thing. He turned his heart to God. And in the midst of of, of him grinding on that wheel, he prayed to God, and he said, God, give me grace one more time that I might... See, a judge was supposed to defeat the enemy. And there was Samson grinding on that wheel... All of a sudden now, something started to happen. What happened? His hair began to grow. Amen? It doesn't matter what situation you find yourself in. When you call out to God, he can do something in that situation. And Samson prayed, and his hair began to grow. And his hair began, and his hair finally got to full length. And he told the young boy, he said, give me to the pillars. You know, the pillars were supporting the roof of this building. Right? And everybody was watching. There was thousands of people in this place, and they were making fun of Samson. They were mocking Samson, right? But he began to press against those pillars. 
And Samson was the greatest comedian. You know why? He brought the house down. And do you know that he killed more Philistines in that moment than he did in his entire life? Now, Samson died, but Samson went to heaven. He repented. And that was his key to his turnaround. Hallelujah. Some of you might be in that place. I want you to go with me to John chapter 10. I asked the Lord to give me a breakthrough scripture. And you know what? He did. In John chapter 10, I want you to look at verse 27. This is our breakthrough scripture for today. See, I'm having a breakthrough today. That could mean a miracle. It could mean a change. It could mean an increase. It could mean a turnaround. It could mean a deliverance. It could mean whatever you need it to mean, wherever you are in your life. All right? And in John chapter 10, verse 27, I'm going to read it from the King James, then I'm going to read it from the Amplified. He said, number one, my sheep. Let me ask you a question. Whose sheep are you? Are you Jesus' sheep? Are you the great shepherd's sheep? Or you're another sheep? He said, my sheep, what do they do? What's a distinct characteristic of Jesus' sheep? They hear my voice. I'm telling you what, breakthrough starts with hearing God's voice. Hearing him speak a word in season, a word in a moment, a word of the Holy Ghost, a right now word. How many know God speaks words and his words change things? When he looked out upon the earth and he saw that darkness had covered the face of the deep, what did he say? He said, light be. What happened? The light got turned on. God's word can turn on the light in your life. So my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Now let's back up a little bit. Let's back up to verse 22. John chapter 10, verse 22. And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of dedication. And it was winter. So at a feast, a lot of people came to Jerusalem to celebrate the feast. Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. One time... My very first time in Fiji was in 1993. And literally, the pastor's house was the church. Okay? And the pastor had a porch, and they said, I was preaching that night. I said, what are you going to preach on? I said, I'm going to preach on the porch. <laughs> Amen? Because the porch literally was the altar, and then uh, the, the area past that porch was the church. So, I'm, yeah, I was preaching on the porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long do you make us doubt? Does God make you doubt? No. You choose to doubt. If you don't believe God, that's your own choice. Okay? If you be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you and you believe what? Believe not. 
The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you believe not because you are what? What does it say in verse 26? You are what? Not my sheep. As I said unto you. So, we got to make a distinction. Are you Jesus' sheep? Or are you someone else's sheep? If you're Jesus' sheep, then you hear his voice. And you listen to him. What does it mean to listen? Does it mean, does listening just mean hearing? No, listening means doing what you hear. Doing what you hear. My sheep hear my voice, okay? And I know them. Oh my goodness. Relationship. Relationship. You want a breakthrough? You got a relationship with the breaker. You got a relationship. I know them. Does Jesus know you? How often do you and him have a conversation? How often do you and him interact? Amen? And, okay, my, my sheep, number one, hear my voice, number two, and I know them, number three. Number four, they follow me. They follow me. Notice they don't follow their dreams. They follow me. What if your dream disagrees with God? Then guess what? Something's got to change. We got to follow him. Amen? He's not following us. We got to follow him. Okay? He's got to be out in front. All right? Here's what the Amplified says. Okay? I read it in the King James. I'm going to read it in the Amplified. John 10, 27. The sheep that are my own. Hear my voice. How many has heard God's voice? You know, he speaks in a lot of ways. He can speak audibly. He can speak in a still small voice. He can speak in dreams and visions. Uh, he, he speaks through his word, right? So there's a lot of ways that he speaks. You got to zero in on how he speaks to you. How do you recognize someone's voice? Time with them, right? The more time you spend with the person, the easier it is to recognize their voice, isn't it? So you want to recognize Jesus' voice? You got to spend time with him. Why? He's the key to your breakthrough. You're not going to break through without Jesus. He is the master key. Amen? He, listen, when he opens a door, no man can shut it. And if there's a door locked and you can't get in, he's got a way. He's the way. He's, he's got a way in. Right? So Jesus is the master key. Okay, my sheep who are my own hear my voice and listen to me. I know them and they follow me. All right, verse 28. Look at verse 28. And I give them eternal life. Everybody say eternal life. Does that sound like a breakthrough uh, tool? Eternal life? Not eternal death. Not eternal destruction, but eternal life. Hallelujah. When you, when you hear his voice and you follow him and he knows you and you know him, he gives you eternal life. It's a gift. Hallelujah. And they shall never perish. Oh, hallelujah. Sounds like breakthrough to me. Never perish. Everybody say never perish. never perish. 
That means no matter what comes against you, I got a contract with my shepherd that I'm not going to perish, so bring it on. Amen? I can go into the unknown because I have one who gave me eternal life and I shall not perish. See, I'll never perish. Glory to God. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. The devil can't steal you from him. Hallelujah. To perish, this is what perish means. It means fully destroy, cutting off entirely, permanent absolute destruction to cancel out, to remove, to die with the implication of ruin. I shall never perish. I shall never be ruined. Right? I shall never be cut away. Right? I shall never be separated. Amen? That's something that we need to grab onto. I shall never perish. All right? What happens? Even when we leave this body, is that perishing? Do we cease to exist? No. We're just going to change locations. Amen? So, this is our breakthrough word. We got to be his sheep. We got to do the things that he wants us to do on a regular, consistent basis. Listen, inconsistency is an enemy of yours. If the devil can get you inconsistent, he can start to steal from you. That's a way in. When you stop doing the things you know you should do. What happens if you stop brushing your teeth for a week? Don't say hello to me. Unless you're from a distance. (laughs) Right? See, when we're inconsistent in our walk with God, that's giving the devil a foothold to come in. We got to be consistent. What does that mean? Each and every day that you wake up, you, you, you commit to God, you live and walk by faith. You commit to do what the Bible says. You treat people like Jesus treats people. You you treat God like Jesus treats God. We got to love God and love people. Amen. We can't walk around, complain, murmur, and grumble. We know God's not a big fan of complaining, murmuring, and grumbled, right? Just read Numbers 14. He doesn't like it. Because anytime that we complain about something, guess what? God will say, why are you complaining about me? Israel was complaining about the giants and uh, all this stuff. And God says, why are you complaining about me? So consistency, I heard a minister say years ago, in consistency lies the power. Being consistent, being steady every day. That's how we, you know, walking by faith is one step at a time. What if I misstep? What if I'm walking and I stumble? Get up. Dust yourself off and keep walking. You know? You're not like, oh, I've fallen. Help, I've fallen. I can't get up. You know, sometimes when people make a mistake in their walk with God, they want to wallow in that like a pig in the mud. 
You know, like, how many's ever seen a turtle on its back? You know, you can't turn over, right? Hard shell turtle. If you're walking with God and you make a mistake, why do you think God put repentance in his plan? Do you realize, how many appreciate the ministry of John the Baptist? Did he have a good ministry? Did he do what God wanted him to do? How about Jesus? How about Peter? Did Peter make mistakes? But did he have a good recovery? Yeah, Peter made the greatest comeback. He went from denying the Lord to preaching on the day of Pentecost. Do you realize the first message of John the Baptist, the first message of Jesus, and the first message of Peter was repent? John 3, 1, John went about the Jordan. He said, repent for the kingdom of God. John, or, uh, Matthew three seventeen, Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Uh, Acts 2, 38, uh, Peter was preaching. He said, repent. That was the first message of those three ministries. Why did God put repentance in his plan? Because when we make a mistake, when we miss it, we got an opportunity to do a U-turn, to take a mulligan. Right? How many golfers are here? Right? You know what a mulligan is. A mulligan is a do-over. You make a bad shot and it goes into the woods. Instead of getting ticked off, say, I'm going to take a mulligan. And then you just drop the ball and do it, do it again. God's the God of second chances. How many here are still breathing? Hopefully everybody. If not, we're going to have to have a miracle service. That means if you make a mistake, you can correct it. Now, that doesn't mean you might have consequences with the mistake, but you can still correct it. Amen? All you do is correct your mistake is by turning to Jesus. Okay? Breakthrough comes about by being possessed of God and knowing whose you are. Paul said, I know in whom I have believed. Do we know in whom we have believed? The creator, the father, the life giver. He put the stars in place. He made cows move. He can take a brown cow, eat green grass, and make white milk. It's a mystery to me. Amen? I always thought chocolate milk came from brown cows. Breakthrough comes about by hearing God's voice and listening to him. It's so important that listening to God, he can prevent you from being trapped by the enemy. It's so important. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, Romans eight fourteen. as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So you've got to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. You know, when you speak a harsh word and the Holy Spirit says to you inside, that wasn't too nice, you know what you need to do? Say, yeah, that's right. It wasn't too nice. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Amen? Breakthrough comes about by knowing the one who, who knows and following him. You know, we don't have to know everything because we know the one who knows everything. Amen? As long as you know him. Paul said, if I know Jesus Christ and him crucified, that's all I need to know to preach. That's not much. 
But that's a lot. Amen? Do you know Jesus? Are you increasing in your knowledge about him? Okay? Breakthrough comes about by possessing eternal life. Eternal life rescued us from death. Not physical death, but spiritual death. You know, there's three types of death. First death is physical death, where the spirit leaves the body. Death came into this world when sin entered the world. Until sin entered the world, there was no death in the world. But when sin occurred, that's when death came into this world. Why are, all the, why are bad things happening to good people? Sin! That's the reason. Second type of death is spiritual death, where you're cut off from the life of God. When Adam sinned, did he die? Yes. Was he walking with God in the garden after he sinned? No, he was hiding in the garden. People think if they hide that God's not going to find them. Let me tell you something. God knows where you are even if you're hiding. All right? You can go to, you can go to the lowest valley, the highest mountain. God says, oh, yeah, I see you there. It's not a surprise to God. All right? You're hiding from people. Because you can't hide from God. But when Adam sinned, his relationship with God was broken. And Adam had no way of repairing what was broken. Now, God gave him grace. God covered his sin. Right? Adam tried to use a fig leaf. He said, Adam, sorry. (laughs) Uh, You need some clothes, boy. (laughs) Right? So, first sacrifice... God made the first sacrifice. He killed an animal so he could clothe Adam. He gave him animal skins, didn't he? And then the third type of death, this is the death that you don't want to have. That's eternal death. That means you've never accepted Jesus on this earth and you die. That means you're forever in hell. That's eternal death. That's a death you can't change. You can change spiritual death by getting born again. So, breakthrough is about possessing eternal... Have you possessed eternal life? How many possessors of eternal life have we got here? Amen? Don't let it go. Don't trade it in for anything. The devil will make you an offer, but you can refuse it. Okay? Breakthrough comes about knowing God the Father is creator and mightier than all. You know, Jesus made this statement. He said, my Father is greater than all. Do you know you got a heavenly father that's greater? Greater than cancer? Greater than sickness? Greater than sin? Greater than the devil? Greater than weakness? Amen? Greater than any mistake that we've ever made? Our father is greater than all. we got a great God. we got to have great big faith in a great big God. See, i got great big faith in a great big God. How many things are possible to believers? All things, think about that, all things are possible to them, only this club, to them that believe. Is everything possible to them that don't believe? No. Only to them that believe. Okay? Eternal life has the power of preservation. It's a preservative. (laughs) 
<laughs> kind of like Smuckers, they have preservatives. Whenever you get a little fruity, you, f- you might find yourself in a jam. But eternal life has the power of preservation, the power of protection. It'll protect you. It has the power of restoration. It has the power of renewal, and it has the power of ignition to a new way of living. Eternal life. It's the greatest gift that we've ever received. This information about breakthrough will help you get free and stay free. You know, it's one thing to get free, but then you've got to stay free. It's one thing to be saved, but then you've got to stay saved. Well, I believe in eternal security. Well, then you're, you're going to miss it. Where was the devil when he disobeyed God? Hmm? He was in heaven, right? Iniquity was found. What happened when he disobeyed God? He got kicked out, doink, right? Jesus had a front row seat. He said, I saw Satan fall like, like, I could, I could just see Jesus going, laughing, you know. You got to stay free. See, Jesus said he's the door. Did you know that you can walk out the door if you so choose to do so? King Saul, he was given a command by God to go kill the Amalekites. Now, this wasn't the only command he disobeyed, but this was the big one. He did not follow the command. He did not do what God said to do. Right? He spared King Agag. He spared the best sheep because of the people. Well, you're the king. Listen, I don't care how much the people, you're the king. You make the rules. King makes the rules, right? Oh, the people made me do it. You're a weak king. Anyway, did, did Saul keep the anointing to be king? No, he lost the anointing. Now, he still remained in the position of king for several years after that, but he had no anointing. What did he have? He was tormented by an evil spirit that wanted to kill innocent people like David. Saul lost the anointing. The Bible says that the anointing left him. So we got to get free and we got to stay free. Amen? You can have a breakthrough today, but you got to walk in breakthrough. You got to talk breakthrough. You got to eat breakthrough. Have a breakthrough muffin. Have a breakthrough uh, bagel. Have a breakthrough pizza. Have a breakthrough sub. You got to live, eat, and breathe breakthrough. You got to wake up knowing you were designed for breakthrough. You got to go to bed knowing you were designed for breakthrough, that nothing can come against you. Any weapon formed against you, what's, what's going to happen? It shall not what? Prosper. In other words, the enemy will fire, he will aim a weapon at you, but it'll misfire. It'll blow up like Elmer Fudd when, when, when Bugs plugs the, the shotgun, right? And it blows up in his face. Hallelujah. Are you getting something today? This information will help you, will cause you to overcome every challenge. Guess what? Life has challenges. 
Anyone in here ever experienced a challenge? Didn't plan for it, right? But it's there. So how are you going to get through it? We know that complaining doesn't work, right? There, there is one thing that will get you through any challenge, and that's Jesus. He's got ways, right? He can provide. He can create. He can heal. Amen? I mean, Jesus healed. Everywhere he went, he was healing people. You can be healed today. You don't have to wait. Amen? Hallelujah. This information turns any negative situation around and pulls you through tough times. Oh, you got someone that'll pull you through. Hallelujah. You got someone that'll pull you through. His name is Jesus. Amen? I'm encouraging you today, breakthrough. Hallelujah. This information can bring about provision when you needed, when needed, wanted, or desired. How many know that God will meet your needs? Did you know that God will give you what you want? When, when you desire, when, when you delight yourself in God, the Bible says he'll give you the desires of your heart. The Lord, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not what? Want. Why, why, shall, you, why shall you not want? Because I got a good shepherd. And he provides. Do you know the shepherd makes sure you're fed? The shepherd makes sure you're clothed? The shepherd makes sure you're protected? The shepherd kills wolves? It kills bears? It kills lions? He kills lions? Amen? Glory to God. We got a good shepherd. Go to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Hallelujah. I'm getting to the point. Soon. I'm not going to keep it too much longer, okay? I mean, I'm only taking 16 pages of notes and windling them down for you. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12. Second Timothy 1, 12. For the which cause... I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I want you to notice he's suffering some things, but he interjects nevertheless. His focus is not the suffering. Okay? Notice, nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Oh, hallelujah. So then he says, hold fast, verse 13, hold fast the form of sound words, which you have heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. How many are persuaded that God can keep what you commit to him? Then let's commit to him. He can take care of your life. He can take care of your finances. He can take care of your future. Let's commit it to him. Amen? Let's let, let's let him straighten our, our crooked things out. You know, sometimes our attitudes are crooked. Sometimes our minds are crooked, twisted. We got to get straightened out. Amen? Hallelujah. Go to Isaiah 43.10. 
Hallelujah. Isaiah 43.10. What day is today? Okay, that's two of you. Are you all here? Are you all awake? What day is it today? Come on, one more time. What day is it today? Who's breakthrough? Very good. You guys are in tune right now. Yeah, it's my breakthrough day. This is how we got to approach the word of God. All right. Isaiah 43 and verse 10. You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen. Say, God chose me. Look at your neighbor and say, God chose you. God chose you. All right. That you may know and believe me. God chose you so that you can know and believe him. And understand that I am he. Oh, my goodness. I am he. Moses said, who should I tell the people is sending me to Egypt? Tell them I am that I am. Amen. What does that mean? I am your deliverer. I am your savior. I am your provider. I am your rescuer. I am your strengthener. I am your life giver. I am whatever you need. I am. He didn't say I was. He didn't say I will be. He said I am right now, ongoing, always will be. I am. I am he. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You want to close an argument with the devil? I serve I am, so be quiet. I am he. Before me, there was no God formed. Neither shall there be after me. Verse 11. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. Verse 12, I have declared, and I have saved, and I have showed, when there was no strange God among you, therefore you are my witnesses, says the Lord, that I am God. Verse 13, yea, before the day was, I am he. Oh, how to, before, he was always was. Before the day was, he is, I am. Hallelujah. My goodness. And there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work, and who shall let it? Say, God work. We got to let him work. You know, too many times our pride prevents God from working. Our insecurity prevents God from working. Our insufficiency prevents God from working. Do you realize that you'll be tempted to solve problems in your own strength and in your own power, and that has no faith? We don't need to... Could Jesus do anything by himself? Then what makes us think we can? If Jesus needed God, we need God. Amen? We are in a a cooperative. We are in a partnership with Jesus. He is working with us together. Amen? And we got to work together. That means we got to do his word. Right? We got to be consistent in this. See, that's where we're missing it a lot, is our consistency. Who wants to drink a liquid shake, a milkshake. You know, at Refreshing Mountain Camp, they have a little store, 
and they sell milkshakes, those things, you need a spoon to, to eat those things. I mean, you stick a straw in that thing, that straw doesn't move to the side. It's thick, right? That's how I want my milkshake. I want it thick. I want it to have some consistency. God wants our lives to be thick. Not liquidy, not fluid, flapping like a... Amen? We got to be consistent. We got to walk the walk and talk the talk. What we believe has to be translated in what we do and what we say. And if there's a difference, then we need to make it right. Amen? Hallelujah. So what does it mean to break through? It means to overcome. It means to penetrate obstacles. How many has ever seen a strike in bowling? You take that ball and that ball goes on like it goes, it breaks through, right? How many has ever seen a, run, a running back break through a tackle or a wide receiver break a tackle and, and score a touchdown? Amen? Or a, a basketball player get out in the open and, and sink that, just swish the three-pointer. Amen? Those are breakthrough moments. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, I'm having a breakthrough today. Oh, hallelujah. Whoo. A breakthrough is a sudden advance, either in knowledge or technique. It's a person's notable success. I remember years ago when, I, when Stephen was in high school, this Stephen right here, went and watched a football game. He ran back about three touchdowns from a kickoff. It was incredible. I was like, yeah, you go. I was cheering for him. The other team didn't want him to get the ball anymore. <laughs> they were trying to kick it to other people, and he still got it the one time. He was breaking through. They couldn't tackle him. Amen? Hallelujah. All right, one more scripture, and then I'm done. Okay? Then we're going to pray. And God's going to give you whatever breakthrough that you need today. All right? I want you to go to 2 Samuel chapter 5. 2 Samuel chapter 5. Hallelujah. And uh, David was, um, he was anointed king in Hebron. And uh, he finally became king after some time because he was fleeing from, you know, David had many years of fleeing from Saul. He was on the run going to different locations. All right, go down to verse 17, Second Samuel chapter 5, verse 17. But when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines came up to seek David, and David heard of it and went down to the hold, or the stronghold. 18, the Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephim. Now notice what David did in verse 19. David inquired of the Lord. He did what? Why was he inquiring of the Lord? 
Because the Philistines were ticked off that he was king. And they were gathering themselves for battle. They wanted to take him out. When, so, when you find out someone wants to take you out, go to the Lord. Why? Because he's your way out. He's your way out from being taken out. Amen? He can prevent you from being taken out. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines? And will you deliver them into my hand? Now it's important when you pray, wait for an answer. Amen? Don't go off, don't go off half cocked before the Lord speaks. Right? And, uh, and the Lord said unto him, What's the characteristic of his sheep? Hear his voice. See, David was waiting to hear his voice. Okay? The Lord said unto David, Go up. Notice God spoke clearly. He didn't speak in a mystery. Right? David didn't have to figure out, Lord, what are you saying? Go up. Okay? For I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. If you knew that God was going to deliver your enemies into your hand, what would that do to your attitude in battle? You'd be like, oh yeah. You would show up to that battlefield like you already won. Why? Because you already had a word from God saying that you're going to win and he's going to deliver your enemy into your hands. Okay? And David came to Balperazim. And David smote them there and said, notice this phrase, the Lord has broken forth upon my enemies. The Lord has made a breakthrough on my enemies. The victory was so decisive and so incredible that he named the place Breakthrough. Oh my goodness. For the Lord has broken forth upon my enemies as the breach of waters. Whoo! Think of old faithful shooting up from the ground as a breach of water breaking out and shooting up. Hallelujah. The Lord broke forth against my enemies. He broke forth suddenly. He broke forth swiftly. He broke forth powerfully. Hallelujah. Breakthrough. Therefore, he called the name of that place Baal Perazim, which means the Lord broke through. He breaks through like water. Hallelujah. He breaks through like water. Amen? Now, mm, here's my last thing I want to tell you. How many has ever heard of rock mechanics? I didn't until I read this article. There's an entire field of science dedicated to the mechanical behavior of rocks. This field is called rock mechanics. Studies and measures things like rock strength, which is a measure of the comprehensive tensile and shear stress that a particular rock can withstand before breaking. Understanding rock mechanics is important for anyone who wants to drill into the ground, bore a tunnel, or do any kind of excavation work. Okay? 
Back in the day, before we had things like drills, dynamite, and high-pressure water jets, rocks were broken with handheld hammers. This process, the process of breaking open a boulder by hand can take a very long time. Imagine trying to split a rock in half using a sledgehammer. How many ever used a sledgehammer before? All right? You hit the boulder again and again and again, but nothing happens. And you're starting to get frustrated. You don't think you're making any progress. You don't think anything is happening. But I want to tell you, with every hit of that hammer, you are weakening the rock that is in your way. You are weakening its strength. You are weakening its power against you. You are weakening it. Weakening it. You don't see the progress. You keep swinging the hammer. Maybe on the 30th hit or the 300th hit, then the boulder splits in half. It seems like magic, but it's not because even though it looks like nothing is happening on the outside, each blow by the hammer is reducing the rock's internal integrity. Now get this. The rock is getting weaker. You just can't see it. The key is, do you have a greater uh, strength inside you than the rock has in, inside it. Because guess what? Jeremiah twenty three thirty nine says this. Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. I'm telling you, you may come up against a situation and you take your faith as a sledgehammer and you keep pounding, you keep pounding. It doesn't look like anything's happening, but something is happening on the inside of that rock. It's getting weaker and you don't know what blow it's going to take, but you keep hammering that rock. You keep speaking the word. You keep standing on the word. Bang, bang, and eventually that rock is going to split in half and it will no longer be an obstacle for you. You will break through. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The problem is we keep we, we quit hitting the rock because we get discouraged. We look at we start looking at the rock. Oh, there ain't nothing happening here. I might as well just give up. I might as well just quit. I might as well just stop doing what God told me to do. No, you keep hitting that rock. You keep hitting that rock with faith. You keep hitting that rock. And I guarantee you his rock, his word is like a hammer. And his word will break that rock. Amen? Hallelujah. We got some rocks to break today. We got some rocks to break today. Amen? Rocks are going to break right now. In the name of Jesus, I want you to stand to your feet. Hallelujah. And if you can just uh, go ahead and play something, a song or something like that. Hallelujah. This is the part where we put our money where our mouth is. Amen. You came here today probably thinking, well, what's a breakthrough breakfast? Don't know what that's all about. I'm just going to go. Amen. And some of you might have needed some extra encouragement to come. That's okay. You're here. Amen. And you are in a position to receive right now. Hallelujah. I want you to close your eyes and say, thank you, Lord Jesus. You are my breaker. 
and you've provided me with a breakthrough today. I'm going to get my breakthrough because I love you. I'm your sheep. I hear your word. I know you and I follow you. And therefore, breakthrough occurs in my life. Breakthrough occurs in my life. Breakthrough is happening right now in the name of Jesus. I don't care if you need healing. I don't care if you need help. I don't care if you need strength. I don't care if you just need direction. If you just need God to pick you up. Amen. And wrap his loving arms around you. Whatever breakthrough you need, I want you to come up front right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just come up right now. And we're going to break some things. Amen. And you got to believe that after things are broken, they're going to be different. And after things are broken, you got to be willing to keep it. Amen. Look, you got to keep some, some things broke. Not you. You're not broke. But some things in your life.